1: No, it has nothing to do with the stars. (laughs) What this is, is a healing method that we use, especially to heal the connections, entanglements, energetic bonds that we have for our family system, for our ancestors. So we unconsciously are connecting all the time with our ancestors and we carry their trauma, their pattern, the things that they left unsolved. (laughs) You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast,
0: episode number 569, with guest Lisa Marone. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I have a guest today around a topic that I'm really excited to bring you because I realized that I have not had someone on who's an expert about this topic since the first 100 podcasts. Natalie Berthold, I had her on and I just didn't realize it had been so long. It's around family constellation therapy. And I probably mentioned it here and there on the podcast. So I'm excited to reintroduce it to you. And this episode, I could have asked her many, many more questions. It's just, it's such a fascinating way to look at things and also a different modality for healing, which is, as you know, is one of the reasons that I bring you this show, to bring you different ways of healing and just having a better life. The only quick announcement I want to make before we jump into the show is that if you want to apply to be coached on the podcast for free, cost costs zero dollars, then head on over to andreaowen.com slash links. And that's where all the important links are, but you will see on there a button that says apply to be coached on the show. Click that, fill out the application. It might take you a few minutes because I do need some some pretty important information in order to make the decision. And it comes to me. And I, I can't wait to see who's going to be coached on the show coming up in 2024. I lied. There's one more thing I want to tell you. If you are having trouble thinking of something to get for someone in your life, how about a signed copy of one of my books? That's also in that same link, com slash links. I do have copies left here at my house and I will personalize a book to whoever you want and mail it wherever you want within the United States and that sign up page is also there. All right, so that's that's all the announcements I have. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. With family constellations and ancestral healing, Lisa Marone helps you heal the hidden or limiting issues from your family system that keep you blocked and repeating negative patterns so you can live your life with love, joy, abundance, health, and success. Lisa's passion is to see people grow, develop, connect to a higher level of awareness, and this way enjoy life to the fullest. Lisa works with clients using different healing methods that include family constellations, coaching, EFT, NLP, and meditation. So without further ado, here is Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to be here too. So I had someone on ages ago so long ago that and of course now right now her name is even escaping me even though i can see her face uh, we'll put the link in the show notes so she, she did family constellations i'm talking like 2015 i had her on so it's been a minute so I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of my listeners who aren't familiar even what it is it's a brand new term so why don't we start there can you tell us what are family constellations
1: so first it has nothing to do with the stars You know, sometimes I have group sessions and I have clients that come and they're like, yeah, so this has nothing to do with the stars. Actually, no, it has nothing to do with the stars. (laughs) What this is, is a healing method that we use, especially to heal the connections, entanglements, energetic bonds that we have for our family system, for our ancestors. So we unconsciously are connecting all the time with our ancestors and we carry their trauma, their pattern, the things that they left unsolved. Mm -hmm. And this blocks our lives because we're creating, you know, carrying the grief of somebody in the family system. We're suddenly depressed and we don't know why we do all kinds of therapies and, you know, different healing modalities, but there's always something that's just keeping us down and we don't know what it is. So that thing Can be an entanglement, a connection that we have with an ancestor, and we're carrying their emotion. So this is something that we don't do like a, you know, weekly therapy, Mm -hmm. but we do for a specific issue that we have tried to work on and to heal. And what it does is that it, it gives us a quantum leap. We do suddenly a big shift and it doesn't mean just that this was what created the whole change in our lives, but this is what was missing. So then all the different healing modalities, therapy, you know, personal work that you've done suddenly becomes more potent, becomes more strong. And then you're finally able to move forward with that issue that you're working on.
0: Okay, so then I want to ask you, do you have a specific niche that you work with or just a pattern that you see showing up over and over again with clients that come to you?
1: No, because what we're doing here is where we're stuck, mm-hmm. where we have tried to you know, shift, heal, move forward. And we just come back like to the same wall there's nothing specific because the entanglements we have with the family system we have we can have an entanglement with somebody that's excluded and because everybody belongs we have an entanglement with somebody that's excluded like to bring that person back to the family system wow, and when okay. we have an entanglement with somebody else we carry and connect to their patterns So there could be patterns related with health issues, with emotions, with relationships, with work, with mother, daughter, with Mm -hmm. sons, with other people, you know, so because these uh, members of the family system could have had trouble with any area of, of their lives. So then there's no specific topic that people bring, but it's more that they're stuck with whatever this issue is for them.
0: It's selfishly, I'm just like curious as to what kind of the answers are for people. But and also like I love I love good solid examples. So I'll I'll give you a personal example of one that I went through when I did the uh I did a workshop, the Family Constellation workshop in and that's the the guest that I had on. So it was about this particular workshop the theme was money. So she had us all all come in and we paired up and she did an exercise with us that was a visualization and you know one of us was represented money and then you were yourself and it was really neat what she did and one of the things that i uncovered for myself was around a story that i had made up about like around money. And so i'm curious is it you know can you give an example even if it's hypothetical about like let's say someone comes to you and they Find themselves in the same relationship, like uh romantic relationship patterns over and over again. Like maybe they can't set boundaries or they find that they are, you know, taking care of their, their partners way too much. Maybe they have like some codependence issues. Like, what is something again, even if it's just hypothetical that you might uncover during one of your sessions with that with that topic?
1: So, first, the, I mean, right now that you were talking about the partner relationship, the partner relationship is the relationship that we have that's gonna expand more our growth. Because, you know, every situation in our life, every relationship that we have is showing us things. (laughs) As much as we don't want
0: to. No, no, no. I don't want to hear this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not about me. It's all their fault.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's showing us things uh, either about us that we're not seeing, about us that we need to change, to shift, to realize, or about our family system that we need to heal. Everything in life, it's a little bit more further away. Our partner, it's in our nose all the time. So everything is just exponential. Having a partner is like a, a you know, an intense uh, workshop on growth in oh, life. Oh, girl, I know.
2: Mm-hmm. So. <laughs>
1: So when we are having issues with a partner, when it's not going well, it could be for many situations in life and many situations of the family system. So the first one is that we can have an entanglement with somebody in the family system that was not able to have a healthy relationship with a partner. So we say, I'll do it just like you, because we want to belong in the system. We want to be one of the system, one of them, because this means survival. And this is one of the reasons why we take all these entanglements with the family system. We want to be one of the group one of the clan, because this means that they're going to take care of us and that we're going to survive. So then it's a little like, you know, I'm going to put my blue shirt on uh, because this is what my family is doing. And if this means that we're going to fail in the relationship, then I say, well, let's bring it on. You know, if this is what we do, this is what I'm going to do because I want to be one of them. Yeah. And this is happening all like unconsciously, right? This is a hundred percent unconscious. We have no idea that we have made these decisions, these connections, and we make them in the first years of our lives from the moment of conception until we are more or less two years old. So by then it's like, we already have the script of life. We already know, are we going to be successful with our partner, with our job, with money, with abundance, with our professional life, with our friends, we already have like a script and this is what we're following. Going back to this example of having a healthy relationship with a partner, no matter how much we try, it's a little bit like the iceberg, you know, the part on top is the conscious part that we want to be successful. We want to have a healthy relationship with a partner. We want this to work. We want this to last. We want this to be the way we want it to be. If underneath the ice is that blue shirt that says I'm going to fail, you know, in the long term relationship with my partner, that's what's heading the direction of our life. So what we're doing here is a little bit like diving in and say, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, what's underneath (laughs) this iceberg? Mm -hmm. What's underneath? What are those decisions, vows, entanglements, promises, things that I have that I decided that are keeping me from where I want to go? So then we can have an entanglement with someone that did not have a healthy, loving relationship, someone that maybe was abused. We can also have an entanglement even with an abuser in the family system and say, I'm going to, you know, carry your guilt. So I'm going to be in a relationship where I am abused because you were not responsible for the hurt that you did. I can also be, for example, in a um, situation where I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: And that is one of the most important factors on having a good relationship with a partner because our mom means like our first love, our first loving relationship, our first connection with love, with this energy of pure love. So if we don't have a relationship with her, then a good relationship with her, then we're going to start looking uh, for a partner to fulfill what we were not able to get from our mom. So the first step to be able to have a healthy relationship with a partner is to fix our relationship with our mom and whether she's with us or not, whether we knew her or not, maybe she gave us for adoption. And this does not mean the day-to-day relationship, but the relationship that we have about her in our heart. This is actually what what we're looking and fixing and and, and healing, because that's one of the the most important reasons of how our partner relationship is going to be.
0: That's layered. Did you have more to say? I'm, I'm curious. Yes. I'm all ears. Keep going.
1: <laughs> yes. Connected also with our mother, but it can also be with our father. If we are separated from them in an early um, age, for example, before two years, usually, but it could be mm-hmm. before uh, five years in the sense as, you know, we were in the hospital or they were in the hospital or, you know, they had to take a trip or, you know, for whatever reason. What happens is that the bond with our mother uh, gets broken. The, bond with our mom is the most important bond that we have because we were her for mm-hmm. nine months and she was the meaning of safety of love of protection of of abundance we had everything that we need when we were with her so the moment that we're born we start separating from her but in our immature and knowing and emotional uh, wellness at that age we don't understand things. We just know that our mom is our whole world. And she yeah. comes and first we are her. Then we are born and she comes and goes and comes and goes. But if she suddenly disappears, it's like we come, we're come. we heartbroken. For us, that's a death. She suddenly, suddenly disappeared. And we don't know that, oh, she's in the hospital. Or, oh, I'm, the ho- I'm in the hospital with an illness. and I have You know, the nurses and doctors have to take care of me. But my mom is just outside the door. We don't know this. So mm-hmm. we actually go into like a, a, a death grieving process. But, you know, the process first, we are in shock. Then we're in denial. Then we are in, in the anger. Then we're in the sadness. Then we're in acceptance. And that's more or less the process of, of the grief. When we are so young, we're immature. We don't Mm -hmm. have this ability to process all these emotions and we get stuck in the anger and we get stuck in the sadness. And what happens is that that's like a very deep wound that we have. And when we start having a connection with a partner, we want to run away because we're afraid that we're going to hurt, be hurt again. Like we were hurt with that separation with our mom when we were younger. So we either run away, we're afraid to commit. And often people that are afraid to commit in long-term relationships has to do with the breaking the bond with their mother when they were younger. Or we commit with a relationship that's not going to last long. That's not going to be a good relationship. That's not going to hurt us that bad because we want something more superficial because we don't want to really connect in a very deep, meaningful way because we don't want to get hurt. So we do it in the different ways to protect ourselves.
0: Raising my hand.
1: (laughs) That's me. A volunteer's <laughs> tribute for that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So many aspects of the family system of why we can have a problem with not having a healthy relationship with a partner, with not finding a partner, you know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, this doesn't happen that much, thankfully, but before uh, there were some um, children in the family system that they were not allowed to get married because they were the ones that had to take care of the parents when the parents were older. Oh, okay. So if we have an entanglement, for example, and usually women. So if we mm. have an entanglement with an aunt that wasn't able to get married for whatever reason and more because she had to take care of other members of the family system, then we kind of like, do it. you know, you were not able to fulfill this loving desire in your life. So I, I'm going to do it just like you to honor and respect you I'll follow your steps. Mm-hmm. And then we're not able to find somebody in our lives. So, so many things.
0: Okay. I have, I have a question directly related to that because I'm, I'm, I'm actually making connections with my own life as you're, as you're saying, <laughs> saying those things. And I, I wonder if it could even be things like, and it's so interesting because before I even, you know, researched your site and, and came up with the questions and things like that for this interview, I was thinking about, I was thinking about my mom and I had a pretty great childhood. You know, she was always there for me, et cetera, et cetera. Except when I was very, very small an infant, I i think my mom said I was like, I must've been somewhere around six months old. I got Some some illness. It was either croup or colic or I think croup, colic, COVID, like what something like that. And I and I had to be (laughs) hospitalized. And my mom, you know, this was, you know, in the mid 1970s. And my mom tells this story that it was just very, you know, traumatic for everyone. And and she I was in the hospital in like um in like an incubator type of thing. Like she she describes it as a bubble, but I think it was like an an incubator type of thing. And she said that I was wailing and I had I was like holding my arms out to her and she was just completely wrecked because she couldn't hold me. So we could see each other, but she couldn't pick me up. And like, even like telling the story, my throat kind of closes a little bit. So I just wonder, even if um, moments like that, impact us so much later in life, like that trauma of such a small child. I mean, even though she didn't physically leave because of something really hard, like an illness or drug addiction or something, or or just, you know, passing away, it was, it was like these, you know, these like kind of like almost like paper cuts that happen over and over again. I just, I wonder, you know, as I'm connecting the dots that impact us later in life. And, but my, my question is, I assume that people have kind of general patterns that they see in their life. For example, in in my community and I know there's a lot of women listening right now who really struggle with having hard conversations. You know, whether it's at work or with a partner or a friend, anyone, the UPS delivery person is having that hard conversation and sometimes setting a boundary. So if someone comes to you and they don't necessarily have a person where it's just a pattern that they have. Where do you start? Like, what do the exercises actually look like where you c- kind of get to dig around in that and to find that root of the problem?
1: I just want to say for the people that want to know more, there's this series in Netflix called Another Self. It's actually a Turkish series, but it's dubbed in English and is really good. Okay. And they do family constellations there.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Awesome. Tell, what is it called again? Another Self. Another Self. Okay. And it's on Netflix? Netflix.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's so, so good. And it's such a difficult modality to explain. This is why I always suggest that this series, because yeah. it's, such it's like- the same with coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to put you on this spot. No, 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 no. <laughs> I kind of have a little bit, a little bit of a story of how I explained it. It helps a little bit, okay, but it's a yeah. hard modality to explain. So because what we're doing here is that we're getting into the unconscious part that we don't know about, then it's a, an energetic uh modality. So what we do here, the way that it originally started was with group sessions. So one person, let's say that you're doing your own constellation with you and your partner. So mm-hmm. one person would, and your partner is not there at all. So One person represents you, another person represents your partner, another person maybe represents your mom. And it starts like that. And according to how uh, the representatives feel, how they move with each other, you know, if you and your partner are looking at each other, means something. If you're both giving your backs to each other, it mean, means something else. If you're running, you know, or or walking behind him and he's walking away or the other way around, or you're in the floor, just lying down on the floor. All those movements have a meaning that is explaining the entanglements that you have mm-hmm. of why you could not have a healthy relationship with a partner or with mm-hmm. your specific partner. And what the representatives are doing, we're all able to do this. We don't need a special, you know special training to do this. For example, what we're doing is that with our body, we're connecting to the information of the field. We're not necessarily like channeling the souls or spirits, but connecting to the information of the field. And we're all able to do this. We all have had a similar experience when we go to a party and there's people in the room and we just know that they're fighting and no one has said a word. And it's like, we just know it.
0: I think women I want to pause for just one second and and use this example because I think so many women have experienced this before when you are in a place where there's a lot of men in the room and the energy shifts or somebody makes a, like a sexualized joke and everyone laughs but you don't think it's funny like when you have that tiny feeling of feeling unsafe that's the energy shift that we're talking about like and and of course not i my hope is that when you're having these sessions it's not such a difficult one to to feel but i think women especially because of just our culture and how things are we have and we're just highly intuitive like we can feel a shift of energy in the room so so that's sort of how the
1: the work works right yeah so you know people are connecting to this energy you know that you know the expression you can cut the the tension with a knife It's such a common expression. Everybody accepts that expression, but you don't go, people don't think about it. Why does that expression exist? Because of the intuition, because we're connecting to the energy and everybody knows this. So that's what people are doing. They're connecting to the energy of the field of what needs to be seen, what needs to be healed. And so I would be telling the client, so... Uh, you're in the floor. This means that you're entangled with somebody that of the family system. Does anybody come to your mind of what this person could be? I ask questions and then I also say phrases for the client to repeat that help with the healing, honor and respect this person. Look at this person almost to be seen. Let go of entanglements that you have for this situation that's from the past, and this is not your responsibility. So just to have something clear here, we're not disconnecting ourselves from our ancestors, from our family system, because we can't. We will always be connected. The work here is actually the opposite. We're turning toward them. We choose to acknowledge them, to honor and respect them, to understand that everybody did the best that they could in their situations. So we let go of judgment and criticism because we know that they also had their own traumas, difficult difficulties, entanglements. So we see them and we say, thank you for what you were able to do because it was enough for me to be alive and I cherish my life. And the other part that we also are doing in the family constellations is that then we're taking responsibility for our lives. And we say, you know, I'm not a little child anymore. I don't need to keep on this blue shirt anymore because mm-hmm. I don't depend on you anymore. I'm not a child. I'm already an adult. So I'm now going to step into my own power. I'm going to make my own decisions and I'm going to take care of myself. And my decisions may be different than yours, my beliefs, my values, but I'm not doing this because I'm rejecting yours, but because I honor and respect them and I'm making the choices that are better for me in my life, in the moment that I'm living right now. I'm doing this out of gratefulness so that out of my energy of connecting to life, you also connect to life and you also benefit and the whole family benefits.
0: We're gonna take a quick ad break and then I can't wait to continue the story because I have so many questions. We'll be right back.
3: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want?
4: Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
0: Okay, you might have already touched on it a little bit, but I would love to dive a little bit deeper, no pun intended, around <laughs> trauma because, you know, we all have it, and, and, and like we were talking a little bit before the break, like... Many times it's unconscious. Sometimes it's it's very conscious, like we know what happened. And so how can we heal the entanglements and, and trauma that we unconsciously
1: carry? Can you dive a little bit deeper into that? We need to start from us. You know, you were talking about that situation when you were a six-month-old baby mm-hmm. and you were even feeling something in your throat get, getting stuck. So we need to start from there and connect to that. If any situation of the past, any trauma still has like an, an energetic charge in your body, it means that it still needs healing. So we start Mm -hmm. from those places. You can do a constellation because if that happened to you, means that there's something from your family system that happened in the past that you were connecting to that brought that experience to you. So that entanglement can still be active in your life and can be uh, manifesting different uh, difficulties in your life. But you also need to heal that trauma for yourself. And family constellations is not something that we use to heal our life trauma. But what we're doing is healing the entanglements that we have that brought that trauma in our lives.
0: What is the difference? I think I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not clear on what the difference between those two is, the entanglement versus the trauma.
1: You were traumatized by, because you were a child and and you were away from your mom and you couldn't connect to her. And that's a trauma that you experienced okay. in your life. The circumstance. The circumstance. Your gotcha. life experience that was traumatic. And that has a cellular memory. Your body is keeping that that memory like stuck, remembered, somewhere in your body. And that needs to be seen and healed with whatever modality each person wants to choose. However, that happened in your life because of an entanglement that you had. Maybe because your great-grandmother lost a child and wasn't able to uh, connect to that child because had an, an illness that was so terrible that they just took that child away. And then because of that entanglement, you experienced that situation in your life. That entanglement can have been healed for you know in your life. We heal all the time entanglement. It's not like that only a family constellation is going to help us heal. We heal all the time. But however if that entanglement that brought that experience for you in your life is still there. It hasn't been healed. It's going to affect you also in different places and moments and situations in your life. So, with the family constellations, what we're looking at is the specific entanglement that brought that experience in your life. But we're not healing that body memory of the trauma that you still have. We're looking at the entanglement. Okay, I see the
2: difference.
0: I'm I'm curious. What is the goal in terms of, you know, someone who wants to To who goes forth, and I'm because I'm thinking about the listeners here, you know, and we're all like healing is the goal, right? And so, but I often think, like, what is it going to look like? Like, when do we know that? And I don't think we ever get to a place where we're completely healed because, you know, we have no control about, you know, how people react and other traumatic circumstances that keep happening in our lives. And so, what I have come up with is. I feel like I've made a lot of progress. Like we'll just call healed. Like a lot of progress when I can, sh- like for instance, like show up to heavily triggered circumstances and events that happen to me, or or conflict, like for example, gracefully, you know, and I can have compassion for the other person who's causing me harm. Like maybe not in the moment. a little bit later, you know, I can understand and accept that this person did the best they can. I probably have to set a boundary. So it's like, so I guess it is the goal sort of handling life gracefully, or is it something else? Like, what do you, what do you see with someone who's really come a long way with this work?
1: So what I actually say, and what's uh, the sensation of clients that have done this work for a long time is that, you know, like you said, life is life. And we'll mm-hmm. heal as long as we have a breath in our body. We're still healing, yeah. learning, Hopefully. growing. Mm-hmm. And we can't, how do we do that? Through the challenges, through the problems, through other ways as well. But again, like you said, we cannot control that. We cannot, cannot yeah. control others. It's just like situations will come. So when we do this work, I always say like the uh, the analogy of a river that we're usually in life like swimming against the river and we swim and we swim and we swim and and we're in the same place and we cannot move and we're there and we're exhausted. So what we're doing here with this work is that we're releasing, okay, you know, my life is this river and I cannot change this river. I cannot change these aspects, but what can I do? I'm going to get in the boat because I'm so exhausted of swimming against the current and I'm going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. And yes, sometimes my boat is going to bump into one, you know, rock and another one. But, you know, I'm going to learn how to navigate and enjoy the view. And this is what we're doing here. And we realize that problems will still come. Situations will still come. I'm gonna fall out of that boat, Lisa. I'll tell you what, more, more than one occasion, <laughs> you just get back in. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we might fall, but we have the tools to swim and get back in that boat. What we're learning here is to navigate. And even though we have problems, we have like a new strength and things are not going to impact us as hard as they did before. Often people tell me that, you know, they come because they want to heal a relationship that they have with someone, you know, Mm -hmm. brother, friend, coworker. And we do the family constellations and later on they come for another session. They say, Oh, by the way, how's that a relationship? And they say, Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's you know, suddenly changed. And I say, Oh, how did it change? And I was, and they're like thinking, and they're like, I don't know, nothing has changed, but it just doesn't bother me anymore. Hmm. And that's actually what's happening here. It's like suddenly the triggers that we had are still there, but we're not affected anymore. It's like we're stronger. It's that we're, we're wiser. It's like we're managing things, conflicts, difficulties in a different level. And we are still able to enjoy life, even though those situations are still there. Because like I said, a lot of them we're not going to be able to eliminate. However, we're mm-hmm. stronger and we're, you know, we're, We have now this better information, better capacity to deal with life and to enjoy life. Even though it's the way it is for each person, that's going to be different. We all have a different river and it's the river that we got. And
0: sometimes our river is is uh, a little bumpier than than others. The water's colder, et cetera, et cetera. So it just depends. I'm also curious about people who people listening to this who were either adopted into families or you know have adopted children or or even yeah. Let's start
1: there. Like, how do you how how can the, these people do that work? A hundred percent, because uh-huh. the entanglements that we have go back to three to four generations. But if there's a big crime, crime or a trauma or a death that was very traumatic, it can go up to seven generations. And we can heal this. And how many people know anything about, you know, their great, 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 great grandfather seven generations back? Yeah. We don't know anything and we can still heal it. So it's the same for people that are adopted. If they have an entanglement, their energetic body has that entanglement and knows where is that connection. We're doing this energetically. So we don't need to know that that entanglement was, you know, whoever the person is, sometimes we're able to get that information, but we don't really need to know because the person's energy and field knows. So we can be healed. And most of the entanglements that we have when we're adopted come from our biological parents. And out of gratefulness for our adoptive parents, we take some of their family systems as well. But most of them are from our biological parents, even though we know zero information from them, because they are the ones that gave us our life. If my mom had a sperm donor, that's mm-hmm. my father. That's yeah. my biological energy as well. And my biological system, even if I, if she's married and the other person is the one that I know as my real father, because that's a father that I knew in life. The sperm donor is the one that gave me my life. So that's the family system that I connect to mostly.
0: This is so fascinating, partly because I've talked about this on the podcast before that I, a few years ago, when it first started to get popular where people were having their DNA tested, you know, to find out their ancestry. I just started thinking one day about just how interesting it is, and I and I guess you can you can have specific tests to directly identify your mitochondrial DNA, which is your mother's mother's mother's, mother's mother, you know, since the beginning of time, which blew my mind, Lisa. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. And even just like thinking about the fact that we all have a mother's 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 mother and and how far, far back it was. then I started thinking about, you know, all the different parts of the world where some, you know, some people's lives have been very blessed and privileged, and other people's lives have been traumatic, you know, these women. Uh, and and so all that to say, and even just the stories i know about my own mother's mother who died 12 years before i was born she died young of a massive heart attack she had 11 children mm-hmm. um i think 10 of them at home um she lost two of those children and just you know the the all all that to say i don't think anyone is sitting what listening to this podcast who doesn't have either their mother or their maternal grandmother who has experienced some kind of trauma that was energetically passed down to them i don't think anybody no nope. i think and it, and it could vary a lot whether it was something egregious or something you know uh, uh, not as difficult but still hard and i think it also depends on your coping skills it depends on the support that you had at the time when you encountered the the difficult situation so but the thing that also like that blows my mind, I just want to sort of give homage to how interesting this, this all is, is I had a therapist uh, a few years ago when we were, we were kind of unpacking my own patterns and she didn't do family constellation. She did a different kind of somatic work, but I, i made a joke as I often do in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said something about, you know, I'm just over here reacting it, unconsciously to, to things that I, to traumatic events that happen that I probably don't even remember. And she said, every human is doing that. Like we're all just walking around reacting from these unconscious patterns in our life. And I, and I think all that to say, I think it points directly to this, to the fact that like, we, we, no one escapes this, this energetic. And, and I think it's, It's so, it can be so helpful to try your best to pinpoint, I hope this doesn't come off as being dismissive to the work, but even if it's all at the end of the day, we all find out it's all made up. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's like a placebo, (laughs) come on, it's still so... Helpful and can really move mountains. Like when I had that, when I uncovered that thing that I was telling you about around the money, I I made so much more money after that. When I uncovered the story, and then I fell out of that that boat again. Like I fell back <laughs> in the river and like had to do some of the work over over and over again. But I just all all that to just I just wanted to like go off on a little tangent there about how fascinating I find it all and also the work never ends.
1: I guess the work never ends. Mm-hmm. And you know this is energetic work, but there's also a lot of scientific work that proves how this is happening. And they're starting to do more and more research. And there's this mm-hmm. uh, epigenetics. Well, there's study. the connection
0: to epigenetics. Yes, thank exactly. you. Please
1: please say more about that. So for example, there's this very clear example that they do with epigenetics that it's not such a, such a nice experiment, but anyway, I will share it because it's such a clear example. Uh, so what they have done is that they take mice and they gave give the mice a smell of a flower. And while they're smelling the flower, they give them an electric shock. So they repeat this experiment until the mice, just with the smell of the flower, start reacting with anxiety. So they cross those mice and then the offspring, just by the smell of the flower, are reacting with anxiety they cross those mice. And they've never been shocked before. They've never been shocked before. No, no, they haven't. So they cross those mice and then the next generation the same and they have kept repeating this experiment and I think they've seen it in the experiment up to like six or seven generations after. They're still reacting with anxiety. So of course this is a protection. The first Mm -hmm. mice, they said, you know, when there's this smell, there's danger. You're going to get hurt. So, you know, go away from the smell. So this is uh, what's being passed on and then so what happens if our ancestors were in a war? what happens mm-hmm. if they didn't have enough food? What happens if they were uh, at risk for their lives they needed to hide all the time and every single like strong sound made danger meant danger mm-hmm. that they needed that they were almost going to die. So that information goes down to the next generations as a protection. but the thing is that then I don't feel safe. I feel that I'm at risk. I don't feel that I'm, you know, comfortable when there's crowds, and I don't know why. Because nothing has happened in my life, but then suddenly there's something drops a a glass, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, oh my goodness!" And everybody, what's going on with you? And I have no idea what that. What is because my great grandfather was in a war, and I got this genetically passed on as a protection. So the work that we need to do here is to acknowledge that and say, "I am safe. I am not in a war anymore." And do not reject this because this is a protection. So it's then, like, embrace this and say thank you, because you have been protecting me. But I don't need it anymore. And thank you because you protected my grandfather. So I'm grateful for this. But now I'm going to let it go because my reality is not the same as his reality.
0: Then the then the rewiring of the the brain happens exactly. Oh, I'm so excited for this science. I've be, side note, personal note. I've been incredibly interested in the work and in therapy specifically around psychedelics and psychedelic therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's been so fascinating to look at some of the research that they're doing in terms of conversations like this around epigenetics and having people be able to have these psychedelic experiences to look at things from a new perspective in order to heal through integration as well as rewire the brain. Into thinking new thought patterns because so much of this is, you know, these thought patterns like you were just talking about around being afraid of certain things and also as someone who's facilitated shame work for for 9 years i think that there's so much of a connection between epigenetics and just shame which is a universal emotion that we all feel but some people i think maybe generations back there was some kind of you know either shame was used to motivate or change or prevent people from behaving a certain way and it's been passed down and shame will lead us to addiction it will lead us to poor behaviors to just feeling terrible about ourselves so anyway i'm excited for the research to continue around modalities like yours and the rewiring of of thoughts so we can change our behaviors. Anyway, I'm going to stop right now. We need to take another ad break. <laughs> be right back. And I, I have a couple more questions for you. So hang on just a second. We'll be back.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values?
0: Okay, before I let you go, I I want to ask about what is something that like if you have a have you ever had a particularly difficult client or group where they just can't seem to make a connection or anything like that? Does that ever happen and if so, what what are some ways to 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 help them?
1: You know, it's interesting that you're saying this because for people that want to do it because not everybody wants to do it and of course everybody's free to do whatever they want with their lives, but mm-hmm. people that want to do this and don't seem to be able to get that, to get that connection, what could be behind it is that ability being in the family system and somebody being killed, being shamed, being excluded from the family system, oh. they take, mm-hmm. being taken into a lunatic, you know, to a psychiatric uh, place uh, for what people knew what to do before because they thought that this was a threat. So we can have, you know, um, entanglements with these members of the family system. And again, like like we were saying, then it's a protection. This was an ability that took them to death, that took them to, Mm -hmm. you know, to be excluded, to to suffer so much that this is something that's going to be cut off for the next generation so that they don't suffer the same way. So you work with the resistance, it sounds We work with the resistance, yes. Mm -hmm. Always, in every single situation, the resistance, the issue, the problem, the conflict, the illness, Is the key. Mm -hmm. It's what's going to connect us with the healing that we need to see, to accept, to, to shift in our lives. So every single conflict that we have, every single problem, the natural thing is to reject it, to hide it, to try to avoid it, to pretend that it's not there. And the healing process, the most important step is the turning toward that with love, with acceptance, because it's there for a reason. And that's what's going to open the doors for the healing to take place.
0: And I'm also assuming that people who come to this work with you, they're typically not like brand new into personal development. Like they've done talk therapy or is that fairly accurate?
1: That's fairly accurate. And you were saying before that women tend to be more intuitive than men. Mm -hmm. It's like 80% women as well. Okay. Interesting. Do
0: you well? Then that makes me curious. Do you think that that that's actually that it's it it's it's gender specific, or do you think that men have just historically and culturally been taught that they aren't? And it's sort of like the whole like girls are bad at math, like girls aren't bad at math. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. actually not true. <laughs> do you think that women tend to tend to be more intuitive because we are typically mothers and, and things like that, or do you think no?
1: I think a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that the intuition in women has developed for centuries and centuries Mm -hmm. uh, because of the things that women were doing. So it was like a tool that it developed in women more than in men. However, it doesn't mean that uh, that it's not available to men. Yeah, it is available to men definitely and strongly. And that's the other part that men have not been able to develop for developed it for so many years, because they've been told that, you know, that's not something right, you know, that's something that women do, like, like you were saying, those stereotypes that luckily are finally shifting. So I think that there is a little bit of what for centuries, women have been able to do that's more connected with the Uh intuition. However, that's just a little part. The biggest part is that men have not been able to connect this because they were told that this was not for them.
0: Right. Okay, that makes sense. I usually ask this question in the very beginning um but I'm going to ask it now. How did you get into this work? Did you experience it for yourself? Is this like a something that's been passed down from your mother's mother's mother? Like how did how did you end up here?
1: So it's funny that you were mentioning about the coaching because I was doing a master's in coaching to learn how to be a coach. And uh-huh. one of our teachers said, one of the things you need to know is that no matter how many limited beliefs, action plans, uh, LLP exercises you do with some clients are just going to be stuck. And yep. to those clients, you need to tell them you need to go and do a family constellation. Oh, <laughs> so just things, like that. Just <laughs> like that. And I was like, a what?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, so I, I had never heard it before. And I thought this sounds important enough for me to research a little bit more. And then I started to learn about it and, you know, I was fascinated. It was like, almost like Cupid, you know, threw an arrow. And for me, it was like, whoa. And yeah. since then, I, I've always been like wanting to know more, to learn more, more to do more.
0: As you're calling, I I love that. And I, I agree with your teacher. It, it just, it's, it's one of those things too. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I'm pivoting my career to go into, Uh, The integration of of psychedelics from a therapy modality and just I do I think and I I've I've said this on the podcast a million times like I've forever been obsessed with the root of the problem like let's not let's not look at the iceberg on top like what what is happening underneath that's what brought me to shame work that's what brought me to talk about um in my third book I wrote a lot about our our culture you know that that a lot of the behaviors especially that women do the people pleasing the lack of boundaries isn't their fault it's because we were raised in a culture that that set us up for this and then now it's you know i've i've gone down down this route like i'm just obsessed with the human condition and like why we behave the way that we do and and so much of it like you were saying is energetic it is what was passed down to us it is you know what what is happening in the mechanisms of our brain and i think that that's the road to healing is more so than just talking about it or having strategies because those are important for sure But like you said, if you're not healing the energy, if you're not healing your thought patterns, like from the root, then you're going to stay in these patterns over and over again, just end up frustrated and broke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trying to heal it. (laughs) And they're gonna keep be, keep on coming back in ways that you yeah. never expect. And exactly, just from a
0: different path. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna keep and un- you're gonna end up keep coming back. I've experienced that over and over again. I have loved this conversation so much. Is there anything else that you want to circle back to, or underscore, or say that that will make you feel complete in this conversation?
1: Yes. So two things. First, that the problems, that the challenges, the difficult emotions, those are the key. So I want to invite everybody to start turning toward that with acceptance. That doesn't mean that we don't want to shift, that we don't want to heal, that we're going to leave it the way it is. No, but just like with that curiosity, like like saying, okay, so you're here for a reason. Now I'm willing to learn. And that you're making already a huge step and opening for the healing to take place. And the other one is to to know that you're in the power of your life, you know, so step into this power, you know, say yes. I now choose life. I now choose to enjoy my life. Even though I have these difficulties, I'm going to go outside and just feel the sun in my face and look at these flowers and breathe. (sighs) And life is wonderful. And yes, it has all these difficulties, but I'm not going to be focused only on that. I'm so grateful for all the other parts of life that are amazing. And that's going to bring you the energy and wisdom and capacity to also deal with the difficult parts. So they seem like two simple things, but they're both so powerful on their own and even more when you bring them together. So that's just what I wanted to share, because if you're able to remember that from all our conversation, it's already like a quantum leap in itself.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. What a beautiful conclusion to this to this enlightening conversation. Thank you so much. And where do you want people to go to learn more about you? I know you're at coachingandconstellations.com and that link will be in the show notes, but is there any other place or service that you want to make sure that people know? So that is the
1: best place because there, for mm-hmm. example, you can go to my events and all the events that are coming up are there. I have a video tab and there you have a link for the YouTube channel in English and in Spanish. And I put videos all the time. And there's so much information there that can help you to start understanding what is this, a family constellations. You also have my link to the Instagram where I also put videos and, and information. So it's all in my website. So that, that's okay. the place to go to find the links to everything else.
0: Coaching Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I have loved this conversation. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, my pleasure to have, to have this conversation. It's an important one. And listeners, thank you so much for, for spending your time here with me and my guests. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey listeners, if you work for a company that does professional development, did you know that I offer leadership training, more specifically, empathy and assertiveness and how it makes stronger teams? You can see more on my speaking page at andreowen.com/slash speaking, where there's also a contact button there so you can fill out that form and let's chat.